Rumford, we're back. It's another week of Rump Chat, and um, we have, yes, crack it. I already cracked it. I can't do it because I've already cracked this delicious gold buckle beer. I waited. I have, and (laughs) um, it's so good, and you waited. You did the right thing. You're a a pro. You're you're a true pro. I've waited for this. this one but this, this is I'm, I'm pretty excited about this because i'm kind of fangirl right now even though the guest we have is a is a dear friend and um you know colleague and now um i don't know trying to shut his video off see we can Sorry. see each other but we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna tell you who it is yet because we kind of prelude into this um i want to say uh justin c rumford congratulations on another uh uh nomination for clown of the year as, as you also yeah and i'm pretty pumped um yes thank you music director yes of the year i would love to have another one and uh but i am super excited for san angelo um i want to touch on this and i'm going to hit it up and people are going to get sick of it but i'm so proud of this rodeo um a few years ago they were twenty thousand added which is a huge rodeo and um now in uh, that was in 2020. There were 20,000 added. I started in 2021 and, um, myself and, and our crew and our team, we're now a $45,000 added rodeo with yeah. zero qualifications. We take permits. We take everybody. Um, you know, I know we don't do the big slack like everybody loved back in the day in the spur, but, um, but the people here and as our guests can attest to, they know rodeo. Like when, when Luke, well, well, you know, let's just talk. It's Luke Branquino. <laughs> when, 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 when Luke Branquino backs in the box, people know who Luke Branquino is in San Angelo, Texas. You That's know, the truth. They, they don't know who they are in, in another, you know, in 99% of the rodeos um, as, as a whole, as a whole, I should say. Yes. Right. Obviously people know who he is, but everybody in, the the foster communications coliseum knows who luke branquino is and the place is electric and so that's what gives me such pride and to know that we are you know one of the top paying rodeos now in the country and uh i just i just hope everybody votes with their with their heads and 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 gives it to us well hey hey listen, <laughs> i'm just gonna I, say it you know welcome luke of, thank you i'm proud of what you've done at san angelo but I, i'm also proud to be on the show. I've been hearing about it, listening to it, and then finally, hell, I have to call you guys to get on the damn show. Bullshit. Bull. Okay. okay. Well, you that denied. Is there, I asked you in 2020 in Arlington, in the confines of Globe Life Park, and you're like, hell no. 
<laughs> so I don't recall that. Yes, you did because we were we were down in the stockyards live on a stage in front of the old Coliseum, and you were like, "No way, am I going on that show?" And oh, and now that you right have a then. podcast, you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, let's do it." <laughs> no, no, I thought you meant right then. I didn't know you. I didn't have my hair done when you wanted me to go up there. My makeup, actually, I may have liar my makeup on. Uh, but anyway, back to you and the San Angelo Rodeo. You are, uh, and I hate to give you this much credit, uh, 1,000% correct on Thank you. when a cowboy backs in the arena in San Angelo or backs in the box in San Angelo, they know who you are. Yeah. That is rodeo country. And and how you said, you know, 99% of the other rodeos, I, you're spot on there. You can go to some really great rodeos in Southern California they don't give a shit if it's Andy Gump riding in the box, Luke Branquino, Trevor Brazil, Tough Cooper. It don't matter. They're there to watch a rodeo, see somebody probably get wrecked out is what they're excited to see. And, and you know, God bless them for buying a ticket coming. Yeah. But your rodeo there is true fashion, old-fashioned rodeo. And those rodeos are few and far between. And I think cowboys as a whole need to take advantage and appreciate what San Angelo, and I know you guys have done way, added way more, but even in the past, when we did go to the spur, you know, they were trying to give the Cowboys more steers to run. And I'm talking about time events, obviously. I don't give sure, shit about sure. the rough stuff. Um, <laughs> That's fine. But it's they're honest. giving the Cowboys opportunity, more opportunity. And Rump, you know as well as anybody, if it's a one-header, you might be drawn out of it. San Angelo, they give you a chance to stay in it. If you have a bad one, make a great run, come back from good when you have a chance to move on. Uh, rodeos like that to me are starting to dwindle a little bit and it's sad to see, but I'm glad to see you guys have stepped up and, and carrying the, I guess, carrying the torch for great rodeos. And, and I, I get it. I get it because these big markets want to, they want to see, um, um, they're trying to put on a show where it's instant gratification, where you see that, that contestant go on to the next round right then. And I get that rather than, you know, um, um, uh, Fort Worth where, you know, you're at 30 some performances and you have no clue, you know, who's going to win it. You could be there perf one and not know for another three weeks or the same with way Houston used to be, or even San Antonio, you know, so the, uh, the bracket system I get at those rodeos and and that's awesome for them. I I have got nothing but respect. I work Houston. I I love I love them all and and it's just it's just a, a, an honor to be in that category with such big markets as that. But I like to shake the tree. Is this the first and, year that San Angelo's been nominated? No, we were they've been not I don't know how many times they've been in the past. They did last year. Um they they we were in last year and I really thought we'd have it. Rapid City won, you know, kudos to them, but um, you know, and nothing against any, any other rodeo, but when you I mean, added money aside, take our production. Um, and Luke, it's been, it's been a while since you've been here. I don't know when the last time you yeah, were last, well, but... Yeah. Last year. That was a while. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> was it last year? Yes, it was last year. Listen, I know I'm old. I know I got crippled last year, but no, no. I was, I was there last year. Yeah. I don't the old, I mean, Now I will say the only, it was so memorable. I forgot. Apparently. The only downfall um, for San Angelo to me oh, don't is your announcer. Don't. But, but other than that, it's <laughs> oh. a rodeo. <laughs> He's going to follow you home and shoot uh, out your porch light. Shoot out your hey, porch I've, light. I've seen some of his 
Facebook posts and I comment on them. I love it. I like how he <laughs> expresses himself. Hey, he goes, Hey, look, you know, some of my sponsors want me to be more, more, uh, active on social media. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if they've got that in mind, but more of a social um, media, <laughs> but anyway, uh, but off that, but, uh, anyway, congrats rump and, and it's awesome. And, and, and hope we all walk away with some gold. Like Luke has five times, um, obviously lived there, but it's, I'm, it's, it's really awesome. We finally got you on, um, congratulations on your new show. You've got a podcast. Um, what what have you learned when doing TV? Obviously, you're doing a lot of TV, which is which is awesome. You're very good at it, and and it's a little interesting. How is it? I want to ask you first off. How is it calling like a bareback ride? Have you and have you ever been on a bareback horse? Like, he does a good job doing it. Like, Shut honestly. up, Rump. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Rump. Um, how, you know, for for me, fortunately. When I started doing TV, I was kind of paying attention. And then I got to spend a lot of time with Cody Lambert, Justin McBride, you know, those guys that obviously have been there, done that. And I just started asking questions, you know, why does this happen? Why does that happen? And I don't know if you guys know this, but this thing right here, my brain is like a sponge. And sometimes when it gets hit hard, it, all that stuff goes everywhere, but it absorbs a lot. And I try to try to stay, but I want to keep it simple. So when I see something, I think about what Cody and Justin explained to me and keep it as simple as possible. Um, you know, and talking to the stock contractors and the riders, I think is, is huge. No, I've never been on a bareback horse. Um, I tried once and the horse quit bucking. He said I was too big or something. Did you, hmm. you have a know. video of that? Oh, definitely not. No. In <laughs> fact, anytime a horse, when I'm in a regular saddle starts to buck, I get off, I jump off because this is what the two things are going to happen. One, I get off how I want to get off, or two, he's going to throw me off how I don't want to get off. So I'm always looking for that way out to safety. Yeah. And you don't want to rip your carpenter jeans. Hey, these things are tough. It's hard to rip the carpenter jeans. You know, I, I think that's why um, I've endeared myself to you, because those were the only jeans I wore forever. And um, <laughs> no, you, and and um, as you've been with Cinch for, I don't know how, I mean, almost since beginning. They, I think they started, what, 96? Yeah, and so you, I've been with them since 2000. Yeah, since and 2000 go ahead, Rump. You won, uh, you won the Rookie of the Year in Pro Rodeo in 2000. Correct, and you yes. rode, rode with Brock Andrews. I remember that. Oh, Brockster. The Brockster. Did, and actually, Brock kind of came in later that year. I was with uh, some names blast from the past. Is uh, Trav Cadwell, Vince Walker. And uh, Clay Furch, Dirk Floor, and I uh, with a great group of guys. But Brock came in there at the end. And you want to talk about a guy to have fun with, which Rump, I'm, I know you know. Oh, yeah, because that 2000 was um, not, I didn't win what you did, but I was the Prairie Circuit Rookie of the Year. But, you know, with that group of guys with Ricky Huddleston, Oak Berry, uh, Sam Duval, Shane Henderson, Jeff Miller, uh, you know, that was a group of guys. And uh, I don't know if you remember this, but. Me and you and Brock Andrus and Shane Henderson, we actually flew on a plane from Fort Worth to Denver one year, and then we all went and ate at the Butcher Block. Oh, you remember? I love the Butcher Block. <laughs> the Butcher Block, yeah. You that was the go first eat the time butcher I block. met Luke Branquino. We were eating at the Butcher Block with a bunch of Bulldoggers, and, and uh, Luke was always the nicest dude, and he, he continues to be. So it, I, I love what he's doing now with the, the transition phase because that was in 2000, and you know what sucks, Bone? 2000 
was 22 years ago. I know. I graduated high school in 01, and yeah, and he said that, and I'm like, oh, my God. But I remember, did you rodeo with Sid Steiner? I I didn't. I wasn't entered with Sid, but, yeah, we were, um, you know, Sid's a good friend. We went to a lot of places together, but never really entered with him. Because I think that's that's where I kind of went when you first broke out at the NFR when I first saw you, you know, I, I didn't go to a lot back then. And obviously there was no cowboy channel. So, um, oh. I remember, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know <laughs> back when clowning was good. Right. Rump. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, they, uh, I remember at the NFR and Sid was like, you know, I mean, he just, he was going nuts. It just seems like you guys were, you know, he'd be in the box with you or, or, you know, and then you just kicked ass that year at the finals. And that's where, I remember you coming on in, you know, in your carpeted dream jeans and your plaid shirts. And <laughs> it was like, dude, this guy can bulldog. And now, I mean, you're going to go down in the history as one of the greatest ever. I mean, right <laughs> next to Roy and Oat. And, and, and wait, 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 wait. Can I, can I be above Oat instead of next to him? I want to be just because he's only, you know, he's, I got, I got one more than him. So, I just <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of asking time. Yep. You need to pull my pants on. Stat, hey, stats matter. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, you know, a lot, that's a lot of people, you know, you know, think Peyton's the greatest quarterback of all time. It's like there's pretty much no argument there. So, well, but the thing that Luke has done good, and, and I'm not kissing your ass, but, the thing Thank that you've done good, you've been very relevant to the crowd. There's tons of people that have a lot of talent in rodeo, tons of talent, but they're, they're not attractive to the crowd. People don't remember them. And I'm not going to say names, but there's, there's a bareback rider that rides awesome right now. You would never know who he was just walking by. He, he doesn't have a presence. And I, I feel like rocker. In, <laughs> no but you know you know what i'm talking about there's several guys that are that have talent there's several steersters have talent but they're not a household name i'm not saying that you have to take your hat off and get crazy but like, i'm not saying you have to shake your ass or nothing yeah but you but, but what i'm saying is they don't make i mean they make it but they people don't remember them i mean if you go uh, like i was watching the old nfrs and that, which is funny because Luke was on one of the old ones of the other day and he looks like <laughs> you're on replays now. <laughs> he looked like he was eight years old. And like it was so crazy to look at. But you look at some of the guys that have, have gone before that that you know have made the NFR and been really good, and then you don't think of them, then you see him on TV and you're like, I forgot he even rodeoed. And then there's people that you know go and you're like, Of course, you know. Yeah, I remember that name. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you go through the 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 steer S and the calf rope and, you know, with the Blair Burks and Cody Ole and, you know, back in the day, you remember those guys. You don't remember <laughs> other guys. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to say names, but like well, who? yeah. Like who? Yeah. Give us one, just one. They yeah, won't just be one. Uh, like <laughs> I'm not going to, cause a lot of old people listen to this <laughs> and they're going to cuss me, but there's several Fine, guys. I'm not going to make you do it because I like you. I'd make Hamboon do it. But Pussy. to that point, <laughs> to that point, uh, I was always, you know, brought up to appreciate everybody that had helped me and the sport get to where we're at. And to me, number one is is the fans. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many interviews I did. I, I thank the fans for coming or go and shake hands with people that came because, I mean, in all reality, you don't get paid, you don't get paid, I don't get paid. 
if we don't have a crowd, if we don't have fans that, and to me, rodeo fans are the best fans of the world. They're loyal. They stick to it. Um, <clears throat> so I always wanted to be able to show my appreciation towards the fans. Uh, you know, other, obviously my family for the support they gave me, uh, the committees that, you know, would go out there and work hard. You know, everybody's like, oh, you got a couple months to put a rodeo together. Well, no, as Hambone, you know, it's rodeo ends on a Sunday. That next Monday, you're prepping for the next year. Yes, you know, sir. these rodeos that are, are putting everything out there so we can go try to make a living. Now, do I want to be remembered as a, a five-time world champion? No, not really. I want to be remembered as somebody who gave back to the sport, a good guy to the sport. You know, that's that's how I want, I guess, my legacy to be is, yeah, he won gold buckles, but he was always there to to help push the sport, promote the sport, and make the sport better. What do you think – I mean, five gold buckles. It's 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 insane. It's so hard to win one, you know. And they always say that in professional sports, you know, Super Bowls. Look at all these great teams that don't win. Look at all the great players that have never won. And and you could say the same in rodeo. What do you think the What do you think the biggest attribute was in your career? And and you, it's okay to brag on yourself here, but what do you think? Seriously though, what do you think the biggest attribute was on? To, that you had to win five gold buckles because that that's astonishing that, that's it's hall of fame obviously first ballot no question but that that's quite a feat what what do you think it is that helped you the best well for me it was i one being the youngest of three boys um you know whatever they did i could do better at a young age and yeah i'd get the shit kicked out of me a lot of the times but uh the the will never to give up and to be the best and I could remember, I, to this day, I could remember the very first steer I slid. I mean, I got drug around for three years on practice steers, and, and I could remember the very first steer I slid. And, I mean, I popped the chute, caught the steer, slid him, threw him down. It wasn't a, I didn't get a great fall, but I slid him. Never had done it before. And I just get up pumped, and I'm looking around. There ain't a soul there because I would be in the arena practicing by myself. I set up the chute. I'd pop it. I'd pop the gate, shoot dog, and I couldn't tell you how many times I did that. And from that point on, I'm like, you know, this is what I want to do. And and it took three years before I slid a steer. So I knew it was going to be a process to get, you know, from the transition from the horse to sliding the steer to throwing them down. And I just worked my ass off. You know, I can't even tell you how many times I've jumped the bale when I was a little, um, before I was even in high school, I would set the bale of hay up and rump. I know you put a bale on flat, bale on edge, strap horns to it, tie it on and, and ride your horse by. I'd set up one of those old VHS camcorders on the fence, put a bucket of grain next to it, video myself jumping off the horse onto the bale of hay. And when I got done doing it, you know, a hundred times a night, I'd go and watch that video and say, okay, I need to do this, do this, do this to, to fix it and change it. So, you know, I think the dedication I put in at a young age has helped me to be as successful as I, I was. But also a short-term memory. You can't, yeah. you cannot, you know, dwell on things that shoulda, coulda, woulda. And funny enough, we're I'm I'm in uh, Phoenix or Glendale, the team's PBR here, and Butch Kirby and Alan Jordan are judging. And you know, we all know that call that Butch Kirby gave me in 2009 at the finals that, you know, in, that, in my opinion, cost me a gold buckle. It really did, and and I I still got that video. You were touching that dude when he hit. I. Butch Kirby stupid. <laughs> well, oh. I told I told Butch, Big and, and it's a bad this call. Is, it was a bad call. I'm going to agree with him on this. 
uh, and I told Butch, and I think it was shortly after it happened, I was pissed, obviously. And I told Butch, I said, Butch, I shouldn't have put you in that situation. I should have got a better start and made a better run. And I still believe that. I could, I can control so much of my own destiny if I get the start I need. Steer doesn't run me down there. There's not as much momentum going down the arena. And I've always, you know, anything that went wrong, I always took accountability for it and tried to fix it. But and yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Well, and, but to that point too, a short-term memory, I I forgot about it. I went on the next year, and and that was uh, you know 2000, what we 10 because I was in nine. I had a good year, made the finals, uh, didn't win the gold buckle, but kept going forward, kept driving forward, and um, that's kind of what I tell everybody. I said, you if you do something wrong, you have five minutes to fix it and then forget about it that's and and that's what makes champions champion in my opinion because look at look at again going back to nfl look at you know quarterback pat throws an interception forget about it it's done got to come back you got to come back last night i watched you know tennessee and alabama and it was it was a it was a slugfest it was a punch after punch you know you know oh there's a turnover an interception okay come back tennessee comes they win the game and I remember that distinctly, and everybody remembers that. And that one, it goes to show you the person you are, because you could have completely motherfucked him, uh, uh, Butch. And Butch, I, I love Butch. We all love Butch. Is a good Butch. dude, and 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 it was just his call. He's a judge. It was a judgment call, and it it, it sucks for you. And um, side story. So I remember in Denver that next January. We're all watching you. Um, it was uh, the Giants playing the Packers or somebody playing the Packers. Anyway, anyway, so, anyway, two teams. And there was a face mask, a blatant, I mean, like an exorcist head spinning face mask <laughs> and no call. And Butch is sitting on one couch on the left and you're on the right. And uh, Trevor Knowles is sitting there and I'm standing behind him. I go, I go, Luke, have you ever seen such a bad call? <laughs> and Bush just goes, oh, come on, man. Of course, all the Bulldogs are standing right there. Like, oh, that's great. And I, I thought Trevor Knowles was going to pee his pants. But that was one of the highlights of, of my career. But uh, <laughs> That was just, a good one. I do remember just, that. You just grinned. And you know, I was like, God, have you seen such a bad call? But it, it was perfect timing. And then I just walked away. So it was like, you know, throw the grenade in there. But. But anyway, but I remember that you you said that, and 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 it's like uh, when a field goal kicker misses a field goal, and other players have his back, saying he shouldn't have been in that position. We should have scored here. We should have done this. We it shouldn't have been that close. We should have did uh, done our job, and then that we shouldn't have had to kick a field goal to win a game. You know. So anyway, I, I, I think that's uh, that's awesome. I have a theory though in rodeo because I've lived it. Um, Probably a lot more than Luke because he won. But I feel like that <laughs> there's so much more from a contestant point of view because that's what nobody remembers. Nobody remembers how I competed for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, before I was rodeo clown, I win every perf. Um, first place, not a big deal. <laughs> but um, day money, you know, day money rum. People, in, I, well, hear me out on this. I think that there's so much emotion in rodeo because of what it cost. You know, like the thing about it is I look when you're comparing the NFL, man, nobody wants to lose an NFL, right? But if you miss a kick or if Patrick Mahomes gets picked off, 
by the bills like you just did a little while ago, he's still making more damn money than he can spend. But, you know, that's true. When you think about rodeoing and you got, especially nowadays, look what it's costing. A brand new Dodge truck's $82,000. You buy a Bloomer trailer, that's $200,000. You buy a couple good horses, that's who knows how much. So the money that you have sank in. So, of course, your emotions run high because if you get a bad call and you don't win, that sucks. And I remember that. Like, everybody used to try to tell me, hey, man, just let it go. Let it go. Well, I never had any money at all in you know, things were not easy for me, not saying making excuses, but when, uh, when I would have a call, like one year at Guyman, they said, you know, I was three, one, they said I knocked him down. Well, we watched the video. I clearly didn't knock him down. I couldn't just get over it because I didn't have the money to be there. Right. And I think in rodeo that so you wrote my, a hot check. Was yeah. George Gibbs flagging? <laughs> no. Uh, no, he wasn't. But <laughs> you wrote a hot check for your entry fees, didn't you? I did. I did that a lot because you know what? <laughs> when you want a rodeo, I feel like when you want a rodeo, people that want a rodeo will do anything to rodeo. It's like that's for sure. It's like doing drugs. You're gonna people addicted to heroin 100%. are gonna find a way to buy it. And I was addicted and still at you know, of course now is a little better than the old days, but what I'm saying is like back then, like I would go ride a smoker because, and you could get away with it back then because you could tell me you're paying the office and you had like a little <laughs> bit of a time frame. You had some time between. Us. Yes. Yeah. But Luke, you know, Luke, that's, that's hold on, Luke, did Luke, did you ever, did you Everybody's ever write a hot check? you damn right. <laughs> you can't have a Pierce. You didn't, you didn't rodeo. Yeah. Well, these they, days don't know how it was. They don't they, know how they, good they have it. They, they can't write, even write a check. They don't even know how to spell their name, much less if they can't do it on their iPhone. They don't know how to. Can you believe that? Can you believe that they will send you a text to tell you what rodeo to enter? You know, what pisses me off is I still get those texts. I'm like, I'm not fucking rodeoing. (laughs) (laughs) I I want you to talk a little bit about that, Luke. Talk about like the emotion. I mean, am I I wrong? Like when you're and and I think, too, like there's a lot of guys that rodeo hard that don't win that should no you're, you're so exactly why right there's emotion right yo you're exactly right there's so much emotion but to to that point you know you you have to learn to bottle it and contain it because that emotion could it could you know it can make you where you have a good steer and you're trying so hard to win instead of just going and making a run on him you know and for me, I, you know, 22, well, I don't count this year. So carry the one, add the three, minus the four. So 21 years of rodeoing, um, I've seen it all, man. I've rodeoed with guys that had that emotion and carried that emotion. Hell, I've been that guy with the emotion. But figuring out how to contain it, bottle it, and use it to benefit you is is huge, you know. And you're exactly right. The price of fuel, the price of rigs. I mean, if you go out and buy a good set of horses, and I mean, I'm not talking about just a great team, but a good team, you're you're invested about 125,000 in them. You know, that's a Hayes horse and, and a Bulldogging horse. And here's my theory on it: if you don't have a horse you can go win on, why are you even entering? You know, but that's you know, I'm not a I'm not the circuit type guy that just wants to go on an average horse. And if I win a check, great. I've always been the guy that if I'm going to go, I'm going to go win first. I'm making national finals. I'm going to go win a gold buckle. Then that's, you know, and nothing against those circuit guys. I There's times I wish I stayed home a little bit more and was stayed a little closer to home. My body wishes I'd done it, but you know, that just wasn't how I was wired. And 
you have to maintain your emotions on on every level but you're you're 100 right and then you add in you know having a wife having a kid you know having kids and trying to figure out how to pay the bills at home as long as uh, along with paying the bills on the road um you know shit two mortgages pretty much if you got a rig horses and trailer and then what you mm-hmm. got at home amen it's unreal and you know i i was i was thinking about that the other day because like man i me and bowen both we're rodeo fans we we are we are friends with contestants we we hang out with rodeo people nonstop, and like my heart was breaking for some people towards the end of the year you know during amarillo and that you know the guys on the bubble and and you watch and, and your heart breaks for the sum, but then you're you're so excited for you know making Murphy and and uh Riley Webb and the in the tie down rope and making it for the first time and, and right. it, you know it's just it's a it's a, such a roller coaster and I don't think it's gonna get any easier. The the crazy thing is is the amount of even in this day and age, the more contestants we're getting through the American through the junior bulldog, the oatberries deal, like they had a calf roping uh, in Guthrie this weekend, the uh, the Rising Stars tie-down roping. They had 198 guys in the 18 and under. Holy cow. Almost 200 people. And the, so the steer wrestle and the bulldog, like everything is getting so much bigger. And you think, wow, this has changed. Like talk about the change from when you started to now and the good and the bad. Well, yeah. 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 To go on that, Jr. Um, let me ask you, Luke, what did it take in your day? Cause I remember BJ Schumacher and in his day was mid two thousands. Um, he always said, you know, it took about, you know, 80,000 or 60,000 or I can't remember it was 60, 70,000 and you make the NFR. What would it take in your day to make early days? I should say, cause you're, you know, you're not that far years, out of it, but yeah, your, your early days. To make the NFR, because I've got I've got right now what it takes, uh, what fifteenth took. Yeah, so my rookie year, I ended up sixteenth. I had fifty two thousand three hundred sixteen dollars and forty seven cents. Holy I shit! Was, I, that. I was uh, well. It was a big. It was a big, uh, you know, big time in my life. I missed the NFR by thirteen hundred and forty two dollars and sixteen cents or something. You know, mm. something rounded out right there. Uh, you know, 16th, I was, so would it take 54,000 or 53,000, something right around there. Um, and then one year, and, and it depended a lot on the limits on how many, <clears throat> you know, rodeos we were able to get to. And then one year, I think it took 48,000. Frank Thompson went in 15th at 48,000. Uh, from that point on it, you know, it was always low fi- or high 50s, 60s. Um, I don't know if it hit the $70,000 mark. Um, from the last time I made the finals. So, you know, you'd average out low 60s, you would you would make the finals pretty much. You know, I know this year it was 78,000. Yeah, and, it, and it I died, and, 78, yep. And I hit it. They asked me what it'd take, you know, before Reno started. I said 78,000's in. Uh, you? Nice. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I've been pretty good at, at guessing my whole career on numbers like that. But, uh, man, I was I felt bad for Terrell Atbauer. Talk about a guy that's worked his butt off you know, forever and, and kind of got banged up, I guess they're, um, at Pendleton. Pendleton. Yeah. Yeah. His knee. yeah. But, uh, you know, I, one thing about Terrell is that's a tough cowboy. I, I'm looking forward to this coming year, see how well he could do. Cause he kind of got the taste of being right there close, which he, he, he really hadn't been that close before or never has been that close. And, 
you know, that guy is very capable of doing it. And I, I called him and, and said, man, Terrell, I, I was pulling for you. I'm sorry, you know, you, you end up so close, but yet so far away. And, you know, Terrell has won a lot in his career. And, and I get humbled by what people ask me my, you know, what they think they could do better, you know, want my opinion, you know. And I told Terrell, I said, man, I'm just going to tell you what worked for me in my career. And, you know, we go back to the question you asked me on, on what, I thought was made me so successful. And I told Terrell, I said, one thing I've always did is I'd haul a rig to the rodeo and I may have a, I might have a really good horse, but if there was the next horse better than mine there, I wouldn't ask to get on him. I was never had pride of ownership. I said, uh, if there's something better, they're going to let you on, you get on. And I use San Angelo since we're talking about such a great rodeo as an example, I bought jackpot, which Brian Fields owned that horse, one horse of the year. Brian Fields was I, a bad son of a bitch, too. Oh, yeah, for a little guy, wasn't he? Oh, man. Uh, I bought that horse in 05. I got crippled, and then 06, come back. Jackpot was crippled himself. Uh, you know, we he had to maintenance him pretty good. Show up San Angelo, I'm coming back, middle of the pack, and uh, I saddled him, gave him his butte, banamine, all that, you know, stuff that you make him feel good with. And uh, I go and see what I had drawn. Steer was outstanding on the ground, but he had a rocket ship up his ass. He mortally flied. And um, I, Chancey Larson was made the short round, and he Zan was there from Rodney Burks. And I Rodney was at seven in the office. I said, "Hey, you got whole room for one more?" I knew Zan could outrun Jackpot by you know a lot, especially with him being as, as sore as he was. So I I went back, unsaddled Jackpot, got on Zan won the short round, won the average. And that's what I told Terrell. I said, listen, you pride of ownership. Don't let it get in your way. You're too good of a cowboy to, you know, to, and I'm not saying, and I didn't want to make it sound like I told Terrell he had shitty horses because he doesn't by far. He has some of the nicest horses, but if you fly to a rodeo, don't just don't settle, get on the very best one there. And if that person won't let you on, go to the next one, to the next one, next one, until you're on the best opportunity you can. Is there, is there, animosity that builds up i mean have you ever been told no you can't get on this horse yeah yeah i mean i've been told no uh when i was younger um hell you know there's been guys that i'm not mentioning names and no i did not have animosity it's their horse it's their business and totally understand if they have and and usually it's because they had too many guys on anyway you know that these horses are so dang expensive you don't want to just wear them out on runs and you know i showed up late and to the party as far as asking to ride and got told no, but I always had a game plan. If I got told no, I'd go to the next best one, the next best one. I got told no a lot. (laughs) 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 So, so you get told no, you go to the, I mean, uh, what, what's, what's the number of runs on a horse? Yeah. Say you're you're in slack. 35 at Fort Worth. Zan would have at least 135. Like that. Yeah. Everybody, I mean, Sam never was told no, right? It, it just depends. I mean, some guys weren't were you know generous with their horse because they needed the mount money, uh, and then other guys were like, mm, I need to keep this horse for myself. And you know, I've told guys no, and it, and I hated to do it, but I had to keep that horse working for myself and my traveling partners. And you know, you get too many runs on them, and they start saying, Hey, I'm a little bit tired, and start giving it up. Now you're costing the guys you're you're entered with money and so so at the nfr how many guys would you take at the nfr i've never had a horse really good enough to ride the nfr so (laughs) 
But okay. you know, well, if you had like, one, I don't think more than three. Um, four is pushing it, and you know, I think Scooter one year. I'm not sure if the year they retired may have had five one time. Bad motor uh, scooter, like Jimmy, Jimmy Powers. Powers yeah. And what about uh, Ben's? Ben's had four. Ben's had. I think he's had four before. Who um, on Ben's? For those Clayton Hash. Clayton Haas. Ah. his beard. No, that guy that Rump calls a puss every I time. I never would. Yeah, you, what I a puss. Shit. You say how you could take him, right? Didn't he say I that? You say Clayton. I love you. Clayton say Clayton you is a puss. Haas. Yeah, every time you say his do. name, I'm not that stupid. <laughs> I would never. Yeah, call you him. are. That's I'd all call you say. Puss. I would not call Clayton Haas puss. Anyhow, back to Luke. <laughs> <laughs> But Ben's, of course, is a great, uh, unbelievable animal, beautiful horse. And, and uh, you know, what Tyler Pearson rides him, uh, which is Tyler's unbelievable, like a great, great bulldogger, tall and not fat like me. But where cargo, he wears car, he wears a uh, loop brand cinches. Who does? Tyler Pearson sometimes. He's never, Pearson, he's never yes, he does. He is not mad He wears the Branquinos. Why do they not call those the Branquinos? I won't. I I know we need to ask when, Rory when you Jessica. have to bulldog at five, but you need to build barn at four thirty. Where am I going to put my hammer? Where in the hell am I going to put my hammer? You know how many people ask you've ever got a horn caught in it? Well, hell no, I ain't never got a horn caught in it. I don't put the horn down there that far. Usually up here by my chin. <laughs> I put it in my pocket. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> Sorry. God dang, that was fun. But they are comfy. If anybody's ever worn them, they know how comfy the carpenter jeans are. Amen. Me and Bo, we should get a pair of, of uh, carpenters. <laughs> I think you guys should, and we're we'll start guys. a new trend. Will, I know. will, you, you, will you come on at the NFR with us? Uh, we're going to be live at the Cinch booth every day at 11 o'clock. Will you come be on with us? And we will yeah. all wear Luke Branquino Cinch jeans. I'm, gonna have right a I'm just going to have a horn. <laughs> there you go and i know where a couple are i did that one time at cheyenne i actually the one time i placed at cheyenne out of the 20 years you went and killed you went and killed the time. steer and put no the next your... that was in the first go around the second go around i had a beautiful <laughs> steer cole edge had run and he was good on him and i'm like hell oh. yeah i got a chance to make the short round iowa and anyway i catch the steer and I, when i'm telling you i slid him 10 feet and then all of a sudden, it was like a tornado hit me. I mean, shit went scattering everywhere. I mean, just a wreck, cloud of dust. I wake up, or wake up, I think I did get knocked out. I got up and had a horn in my hand. My glasses are in 17 pieces all scattered around the arena. My oh, cowboy no. hat was next to me, and it was in a little kind of a ball shape. But I took that horn, I put it in my pocket. That's badass. Yeah, no, it wasn't. I it hurt. Yeah, you, it was. Did you did were you there the year? Remember Croc Dumby? Hey, remember him? I, got a, I, got a yes, I was he, not there when he skid. I mean, he literally yes. slid like twenty feet on the top of his bald head. I've got a picture of Croc on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and now he shares you lamb at Denver in the hospital. He does do that. Yes. Well, you know, uh, when Alf, Alpha Pedersen <laughs> was hazing for me back in the day. Oh, you know, name drop. Alfalfa, Alpha, when he'd ride in the box, he'd go, come on now. Hey, tear his horns off and we'll drink beer out of it later. <laughs> and so um, like, he would say that all He's the time. He's a master motivator. He'd go, hey, yeah, put, right. him on his, put him on his hips, pork chop lips. Or, hey, <laughs> hey, come on now. 
knock him on his head, hamburger head. Come on now, hamburger head. Then he'd hit me in the head with his with his shillelagh. Hey, with the with bat. His, yeah, shillelagh. He <laughs> would uh, hey, he would get down in the hole with you and tell you about it too. <laughs> yeah. You'd both be throwing the steer down together talking about how good you're doing. Going back oh, to shit. the Sid days at those early NFRs, didn't he haze for you? Didn't you ride Alpha, his Alpha? team? No, uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. Alf pays for Sid. Yeah, Alf pays I know, for Sid. I, I, I swear I thought. I thought anyway. Yeah, Alf Alpha pays for probably... Sid one year, and Alf Alpha never even had a heartbeat for six months. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the funny thing about the whole bullogger tear his horns off and drink beer out of him. So in Dillon, Montana, at Jay Banderson's house, uh, <laughs> they have a room called the Letter Buck Room, and uh, it's in their in their barn, and it's they made into a little bar. And they actually have a bulldog and steer horn. So the first time you go in there, you have to slam a beer out of the old horn and they never wash it. It's oh. kind of, it's bulldogerish. That, that is no, bulldogerish. But have you seen the uh, videos of Jay, uh, or, uh, Jordan Holland running a steer naked? He bulldogged the steer naked. Did you see the video? Jordan. Yes. He threw the shit out of that steer naked. Good for him. It was for a calendar shoot. <laughs> I don't know how much it. Uh, it was. That's for real, but you know, that's funny because Jordo can't throw a steer with his clothes on, and it's amazing. <laughs> he just that, won. He just won a rodeo last week. He sent me a Snapchat last night. He rode his horse into the bar. <laughs> oh, so, oh my god! But Is he still uh, down in Arizona. Oh yeah, yeah. Jordan. Jordan's timeless, but anyhow, yeah. anyhow um. I, Back to Pookie, Pookie. But, but um, back to the money. What were we talking about, uh, Luke? And oh, how yeah. it's, it, it's 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 grown so much in the short time. Um, Did you make notes? Because I totally forgot we were talking about that. Did no, you have a I, checklist of notes? I, well, I made you know, right somebody's got to somebody's got to uh, keep this sh- you know shit show together. But like, I wrote a note. <laughs> like um, in the bull riding, it took. I mean, obviously, there's more special events in the bull riding. We all know special. that. But uh, ninety-seven thousand is what it took to make the NFR. I mean, that's unbelievable. Almost a hundred thousand dollars it took to make the NFR. Um, well, not to interrupt you, but we, we this conversation has came up a bunch because the the only event that the fees have really not gone up much in is the steer wrestling, and I think you could see that by the way the world standings look. You know, seventy-eight thousand instead of ninety or a hundred thousand. The cap sure. open and all that. But, you know, these rodeos, you take your Fort Worths, your San Antonio's, Houston's, they're paying every – well, no, I'm talking about these special rodeos <laughs> that take just the top 30. Um, you know, they the way they split their money up, somebody's not winning – well, there's always somebody winning a big check. But some of those guys at the bottom are winning just enough to kind of keep moving them up the standings. And I think that has a lot to play into it. And then obviously rodeos like San Angelo are adding more money, which is, you know, awesome. And, and just to see, I don't even know what the number of rodeos they got to go to this year. 75, I think was it. And then they changed yeah. it to 85 and then they'll go back to 95 and then back to 45. I think. Yeah. So, so what, what, what's, yeah. What's your thoughts on, on the limits? Cause I, I hate it. I think it's stupid what? to me, stupid. but I have not rodeoed in the PRCA. Can I, can I make this? So, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I think, and Luke can tell me if I'm wrong. I think that the limit is the stupidest shit in the world. Here's the deal. If you go to a pro rodeo, 
If you are a card carrying member who pays a membership, if you win a hundred dollars in Abbeville or if you win fifty thousand in Houston, that should count for your year end. You should not have to designate shit. I think if you want to rodeo as hard as you want, rodeo as hard as you want, like it's so silly. Could you imagine that any other sport like, oh, um, we got LSU Alabama, we're not gonna put that towards our our bowl games. Yeah. That's, yeah, that not- doesn't count towards the national championship. It's the dumbest thing ever. I think that 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 any pro rodeo in the rodeo year, if you win five dollars, if you win five hundred thousand, that should count. And I'm not a contestant anymore, but that's my thought because you know when when you were talking about trail, trail ran out of rodeos. Right. Well, sucks. you're usually wrong most of the time, but not this time. In, in, uh, the and I don't know the whole reason. I'm gonna I'm gonna back it up way back up. You have your circuit system. Okay, I truly, honest to God, believe if you are a circuit cowboy, that is for you. And you could tell me I'm wrong if you want. It's not going to hurt my feelings. But we need to gain membership. And it happened out in California. They got tired of guys coming to their circuit rodeos that weren't circuit cowboys. that were trying to make the NFR beating the shit out of them. Well, they quit buying their card and started going to amateur rodeos where the PRCA guys didn't go. I feel like the circuit system was set up for the circuit cowboy. And make it where they have a chance to win some good money at their finals, which they, you know, which the NFR opener, the, we used to be the Ram circuit finals, which used to be the Dodge Ram circuit finals, which used to be the Dodge circuit finals was intended to do. If you make the NFR and make the Ram circuit finals, guess what? Good job making the NFR. You don't get to go to your circuit finals. Let the guys that went to the circuit rodeos as true circuit cowboys go. So to your point about limiting rodeos, I think at some point that was a way to try to keep the guys that wanted to rodeo for a living, make the NFR out of some of those small circuit rodeos. So what does that do in my opinion? It hurts the small circuit rodeos that needs the, they, we talk about names, you know, in back and in the box. A lot of those rodeos don't know who the hell anybody is when they back in there anyway. So to me, it's a double-edged sword, if that makes sense. You're limiting cowboys from going to circuit rodeos or smaller rodeos that the crowd really doesn't know who's there or care who's there. They're just there for the entertainment. But then you're also hurting the circuit cowboy because they are getting beat by the guys that are going to the NFR and not able to make their circuit finals and qualify to the Ram or the NFR Open, whatever it's called. That. Does that Was that pretty confusing or did that make sense? No, it makes sense. I think it made a lot of sense. Yeah. So, I mean, I think rodeo to an extent needs to be simplified. In my opinion, go to as many rodeos as you want. I don't care. Your circuit, but your circuit system is set up for your circuit guys to go and and get qualified for and have a chance to win something. That's just my opinion, and I've always had that opinion. So the other the other argument that I hear a lot in in rodeo right now is so if I buy a card, okay, I I buy a card. Why should I not be able to enter every rodeo? Like how how can they have and this is not me talking this is just for money no here. no but I, I hear this a lot being like well if I have to pay full price for my PRCA card uh, and I'm a circuit guy there's no way I can go to San Antonio I can't get into Houston so why should if I'm just going to go to um, the Prairie Circuit rodeos why should I have to pay full price for a card when I know that I never have a chance because there's there's some circuit guys and look at Pendleton Pendleton takes everybody look at the amount of just random people that have won Pendleton, you know what I'm saying? Because they've drawn, 
well, not saying that they're not talented, but they've drawn the right <laughs> angle and, and things have worked out. So what I'm saying is like, Lucky some bitch. you know, uh, the, the argument for that, I kind of get it. No, there, there is some, I, you know, and so here's my deal with the guys saying, why am I having to pay the same when I can't get into San Antonio? Okay. Here's a question. Are, do you want to go to San Antonio? Well, yeah. Okay, you do have an opportunity. You buy your card. Now, you may not get in this year, but you'll get, if you want to get in San Antonio, go get qualified by winning at the rodeos you go to, to get qualified. So that's, I mean, to me, that kind of mutes a little bit of that argument. Well, we can't because we can't get into this rodeo and that rodeo. I said, I understand it because I lived it, guys. I had to go to all the rodeos that I couldn't get into to get qualified in for the rodeos maybe the next year. I, I and back then fuel was a lot cheaper, so it wasn't near as tough. But uh, also, you, you know, only get in San Antonio and you draw the pooch and win. Okay, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so I mean, yeah, I I do I guess hear them. But now to your point of the guy that doesn't want to go to San Antonio, there is some, you know, legitimacy in that argument. Um, would you would you be uh, would you say that it'd be fair to sell a circuit card? Instead of for five hundred, it's two hundred and fifty dollars, but you can only enter rodeos in your circuit. I would say yeah, but I would also, you know, I'm trying to think of what rodeos you guys have in in the Prairie Circuit that anything adds over eight thousand, you can't go to. I don't, I don't know how you do that. Dodge City and yeah, uh, Phillipsburg, uh, Pretty Prairie. Well, Phillipsburg by five hundred. Phillipsburg adds eighty five hundred, so it's not like it's. What's, on what's that one rodeo that? Um, that I went to, I think I've been one time, and it's during Dodge City and Phillipsburg and Abilene. No, no, keep going. Hill City. No, keep going. Sydney, Iowa. It's on the Prairie Sydney, Circuit. Sydney, Iowa. That's, That's my hometown. I I know it is. So I've never been there before. That's Hunter Hunter Cure turned out one time because <laughs> he had ringworm from wrestling. <laughs> oh, I don't, yeah. That's, yeah anyway, anyway, yeah, you were, yeah, that was awesome that time, and that's when that was COVID year. That was and, COVID year, two thousand and and twenty. And Servies had bought a bunch, uh, a herd of steers through through Hunter, and they bulldogged them at Cave Creek in May. Yep, and turned them out on pasture. Obviously, I mean, what do you do? You know, and so they turned. Them out and then they got him back, and Sydney was the first one, Sydney. and they were monsters. Oh, yeah. I, it was a big boy bulldogging, let me tell you. And then they threw him down because you guys were going to have him somewhere else. I can't remember. And me and Robbie Hodges had a golf cart, and we poured about 38 to 45 beers in in star and, and styrofoam cups and put them on the back of this golf cart I had that folded the back seat, folded back. And then we and we drove it out, and all you bulldoggers were just getting the shit drug at. Well, well, I the was. young, the young guys, yeah. the old you. <laughs> I had the list. The older the guard was, uh, yeah. You, I, I have the list. I can't well, throw but, one you know, down. I mean, there's that's a cool part. That about was it. awesome. That Butcher's was so cool. Get in there, that, pussy. That like, actually, that actually was was the great. I like it meant the world because you know, obviously, my hometown. I went all you know the grades there, and so it was that was. That was a really cool. It sucked because there was no rodeos going on, but that was a pretty cool experience. I, 
I really like though, I and I feel like it's okay to like both. I like uh, steer wrestlings where you're three five, and I also like ones where you have to strap one out and run down the pin and be seven one. You know, I seen Danelle Henderson last week break the barrier and be two eight at Rosenberg. Holy shit, two eight. That's so. Eight. Here's the deal, Rump. These steers have changed so much. Oh, to, I know how. You know, so they're smaller, and I blame the stupid ass team ropers. Because, <laughs> because they have all these great ropings, a World Series that pay $152,000. So they're shipping steers over left and right. These poor bulldog steers don't have time to grow up down in their home country, you know, to become four or five years old, get big horns, huge feet. You know, and now they're coming across at two year olds and they've got horns the size of, anyway not real big horns and they're skinny little steers and then guys are throwing them in two. It's, it took, it took the dog and out a bulldog and pretty much just bull flapping, slapping. Slamming. Yeah. I, but even anyway. in, in high school, I, I loved bulldog and, and, and to go back to the, to the first time you slid a steer, like I, I'm not a good bulldogger at all, but I remember in high school, the first time I threw a steer and it was probably, I think it was like seven seconds. So this is, you know, it's not like I whirled one around, but it was, it was like, I just snorted cocaine for the first time <laughs> and Tanny Tucker singing, you know, it was like in the, the back of an airplane and Bob Tolman flying the plane. It was, it was, it was the greatest. I I'll never forget. That was the most high I've ever got. Oh, the first yeah. time I made a clean run. <laughs> In the steer wrestling. I also remember the first time I th- I yelled at my dad for, quote, unquote, missing a haze. Yeah, that wasn't good. No, yeah, no, you don't. He threw don't the bat that. at me. And when we say bat, it's a whip. People, it's not like a legit, you know, bat. But yeah. um, it's a rope just, taped up in half. Yeah, just Hold bulldogger talk. You don't guys. You, yeah, you guys don't get it. And but. I take that back about saying stupid ass team ropers because that's probably what nope, I'm become, Nope, so. you already said it. Well, but I'm going to be. You already said it. Actually, actually, um, I've I've already called 13 people. So, (laughs) Eric Rogers says, um, Umani Tatanka, ho ho wachi. (laughs) So, whatever Um, that means. So, to change the subject, since it got weird there for a minute. So, like when you when you go to rodeo, um, I think a lot of people think this is interesting. So, when you leave in January, financially. How do you set yourself up? Do you pay everything on a credit card? Um, like sponsor money coming in early well, years, Luke. Obviously, this isn't later on. Yeah. So, like, so like when you go to set up, you go, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make the NFR financially. How does it work? Well, you guys are gonna think <laughs> you guys are gonna think this is absolutely ridiculous. Never knew how much money I had in my bank account. I wrote one or two hot checks, and from that point on, I never had to worry about it because I was either endorsement money coming in at the beginning of the year or I was winning. Um, I, there may be been a few times where I'd call the bank just to see, hey, how much money do I got in there? And if they said it was anything under $10,000, i am like, holy shit, I better get to winning. Um, so, I mean, that, that <laughs> call me entitled, call me lucky, whatever. But I'm, I'm serious. Oh, I, I'm, la- I'm laughing because Rumford... <laughs> 
Luke's what? microphone out. <laughs> How about for Luke? You can't come back on. Luke freaked 10, out 000. about ten thousand under ten thousand. You freaked out under ten dollars. I was. I was like, I'm ten thousand in the hole. That's not so bad. <laughs> I'll make that up. I mean, honestly, like yeah, the, I'll go like work the, a couple rodeos for Benny. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was back in your day, but like nowadays, so like the, the guys going now. I mean. I, I, I just don't know how you set it up financially. So you had obviously 10 grand in the account, which is no, I was, it wasn't 10 grand. It, I you mean, I got down. Grand. Well, I know, but I didn't want to make people think I was a horrible businessman, which I am, but, uh, well, you, you know, wrote him. So yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But right. he's good. Rump. Yeah. He won a yeah, lot. He, you did not. So it's back. a little bit of a difference. <laughs> he's got five gold buckles. You, won the central region at college finals or central whatever it was. Where yeah, there. Here. Sorry. Barely remember. Sorry. Congratulations on that, by the yeah. way. Yeah. And he, I he also did, beat Luke. He did, beat, he, he did beat Stockton. Did you ever beat Luke? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I beat did Luke beat? At, uh, at, at, uh, Fort Smith in 2003. Okay. Did Luke have a clean run or did he miss? Yeah. He was, he was four flat and I was three, seven. To win. I, I don't think I went to Fort Madison in 2003. Fort Smith. Oh, I damn sure didn't go to Fort Smith in 2003. <laughs> yeah, you're scared. <laughs> hey, Luke, isn't it cool that I still have the record for the fastest throw uh, steer ever thrown at, at Duval's jackpot? I do. I didn't know that, but that's yeah. that is cool. Did you ever go to here? Duval's jackpot, Luke? I was just gonna say I never did when my, when I first started rodeoing. We get out there. And, yeah, well, I'll be right back. Out there, drink. Y'all talk. You're you're gonna go get a. <laughs> Uh, gold uh, buckle beer gold buckle seltzer ah nice um what was the question what was the question um about uh uh duval's jackpot oh yeah no so we would get out in um we'd get out in california my home state used to be my home state i actually have a texas driver's license now but um we get out there our circuit rodeos we had really good circuit rodeos with uh oakdale red bluff clovis and a few of those other ones. And then we would uh, start a, a kind of our smaller circuit rodeo run. And I never did go out there because I was gone all winter. Um, I knew if I went out there, it'd be another you know week or so before I got to go back home. So I never did go out to Duval's and always heard great things about it. So um, we're talking about California. So you, you moved, you're, you're around Stephenville now? Yeah, Heiko, just between Heiko and Hamilton. Heiko, just south. <clears throat> yep. What what was the major uh, what was the major major decision there? Oh, I mean, just you could turn on the news and see how California's going. Sure, um, you know, giving the kids more opportunity and a and a better, hopefully, a better life for them to pursue what they want to pursue and not being taught uh, a woke agenda and you know the, you know let these kids kind of make decisions for themselves. You know, obviously not decisions for a sixth, sixth grader, but we're going to help them. But not being um, indoctrinated, I guess, with whatever the teachers think they need to, you know. How old are you, kids? 14, 12, and 7. And Bear, wow. he, he, is he out of the hospital and doing good? Yeah, yeah. He got out. Uh, we were there for two and a half days. and He's back to his normal little shithead self, Henri as ever. <laughs> Yeah, I, he, but, I saw, but now, but now he wants to be treated like he was hurt, without being hurt, and he he just doesn't quite understand. Like, wait a second, why don't want baby me? So anyway, he but no, he's doing good. They, in fact, they're they're out fishing today, and 
it's funny. He likes the fish. He doesn't like, just doesn't like touching the fish. Ah, well, that happens. But, yeah. Like I, I just, didn't I see a video of someone who was on a, a steer saver? Oh, that's all of them. But uh, my oldest kid, he's junior high rodeo down there in region 10 and he's doing good. He's won three firsts and a second. And then the middle one, Jameson, he, he's, uh, he kind of he likes the technologically side technologically that sounded so professional. He's yeah. more technologically minded than than me. He loves the computer. He loves the phone. He likes doing games, and he really likes building things. He's uh, got a pretty good pretty for cool him head on him. Yeah, you know, engineer pe- type. The people always expect when, and obviously you two with with kids, you know, people always ask me like, "What's Gus gonna do in rodeo?" And I go, "I don't know. Hopefully, be a sponsor." <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to have a suite and, right. um, you know, not be a carny like me. And, uh, even though this is a great life and I love every minute of it, but I'm not, that was one thing I got to give props to my parents for. They never forced rodeo. My dad rode bulls. Yep. He roped calves. He steer wrestled. He, he still team ropes. Um, he, you know, they never forced that on me and my mom secretary rodeos and, and, that's one thing that I think that I'm going to indoctrinate on that I, I, I hold valuable. I'm not going to push that on them. I'm not going to no. make them be in rodeo. If they want to go, you know, do something else. That's great. And you'll support them. And that's what we, you know, Lindsay and I talk about with our boys. We don't want to ever force them. And that's what my folks did. Same. If we want to play baseball, they made it available to us, but we had to work at it. If we mm-hmm. wanted to, which I didn't play football. You went to practice. You worked at. It. If you wanted a rodeo, by God, we're going to give you the opportunity. But you're you're not going to just pay your entry. We're not going to pay your entry fees. Get you a horse, and you just go to the rodeos. Yep. You're going to work your ass off. You're going to practice. You're going to get better at it. And that's the same thing. You know, try to do with our boys is, you know, Cade. This is the first year ever playing tackle football, and he's loving it. But we're, you know, he's going to practice, and that's one reason he's not doing any other rodeo events because. He said, you know, I don't want the stress of having to keep my horses legged up, practice, and then worry about going to football and, and all that. So yeah. with the move to Texas, didn't want to overload him. And I was proud of him for, you know, making that decision himself. And But whatever it is they want to do, I will support them, whether it's tennis, golf, football, baseball, whatever. But but you're not quitting. No, that we're was not one quitting. thing. My, my yeah. parents were, you, you can go out for karate, whatever. You will not quit. You will see it through. Yeah, exactly. When, when you go to the, uh, because you're a a big celebrity in the rodeo game, so when you go with your kids to the junior rodeos and stuff, is it terribly awkward? Because I'm not even contestant, and I it is weird when I go because, you know, I'll show up there with my kids because like I, I'm the same as both of you. I I would rather my kids not rodeo, but <laughs> they they do. Just out of nowhere, you know, I don't know where they got it, but my girls, are, <laughs> you know, Livy and Lola, those two girls ride horses 24 hours a day. And Bandy wants to ride bulls since he hung out with J.B. Mooney, which is a whole nother story. But, you yeah, know, he, uh, smoked, he smoked, you smoked one cigarette, J.B. Mooney, and now you want to be a ride bulls. But so my kids are and I don't push it hard. Like I'm not trying to get them to the finals. Like I, I don't have expensive barrel horses, but you know, one thing we can do on my horses you can ride him to parade. You can rope a steer out of a river. They might not be the fastest barrel horses, but those horses are good and they're broke. And so like you go to these rodeos and people like will try to talk to me 
and they'll say the weirdest stuff, like just to try to make conversation. Like, gosh dang, I can't believe you're here. I thought you'd be somewhere this weekend just telling jokes, you know? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh my God, it's Luke Branquino. We got to say something, but we don't know what to say. So we're going to say something horribly awkward. Well, I try to beat him to the punch, uh, you know, walking through there and you could see kind of what, you know, people looking, kind of put their head down and look. And I'll just walk up and say, hey, how are you? How y'all doing today? What you got going? What's on your agenda? And uh, it, it honestly helps break the ice for them. But, uh, you know, it hasn't been too bad. I mean, most of these kids are young enough to not even know who the hell I am. It's their, you know, obviously their parents. I don't believe that. Uh, that. I don't. Because uh, <laughs> with, I mean, with, uh, especially with all these new rodeo videos. Well, these, these kids know who people are now. Well, it, uh, agreed, agreed. Like if if we never had a dad like Luke Branquino in Iowa high school rodeo, even even though I was high school rodeo against like Colin Bonon, Wade Sundell, let me pick that name. Know, Tim O'Connell, you know, no name dropping, but There's, we had right. some we had some studs. Uh, Cole Edge, um, Edge Hammer, back in the day. Okay, we had some guys, but. In Texas, it's like you know, you you've obviously Luke's you know greatest bulldog of all time, but it's it's there's a lot of stud kids, you know what I mean? Like kids oh, that got sure. studs for for parents. Not well, like, like Cody Ole's yeah. daughters in the same region, you know. So yeah, it wasn't like that. us Rump who Iowa and Kansas. We didn't, you know, there wasn't a lot of. Yeah, no, it is different. It is different when we went to the junior high finals when they were in uh, Des Moines. Yeah, he made it in the breakaway rope, and and it was damn sure different uh, walking around there. And and there was some awkwardness, but you know, hell, it comes with the territory rump. And the thing about yeah. me is, I was in the arena for you know, hopefully not very long. You get showed a lot more than me, so that's true. Yeah, I feel like a lot of my life has been exposed. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I've as long as you don't expose yourself. Uh, well, sometimes that happens on accident, but you know, like people <laughs> and, and God bless them. They're great people, but they're like, you should do a rope chat with my aunt Sally. She won the breakaway rope and I'm not going to do a rope chat with your aunt Sally. She's not entertaining. You know, yeah. <laughs> like we got we Luke Branquino. Can you beat Luke Branquino? I mean, no, there's, I don't know, but, and I'm not knocking it. It's just, it's such a different world now than it, than it used to be with social media and oh for sure and uh, all the the ways and you know i i know on rump chat we're putting ourselves out the mean bone we're exposing ourselves but this is a great deal and it's so cool to do it but i don't know man i i need to do better because <laughs> at those rodeos there's i just don't want to talk to anybody sometimes well you know, I just, I, honestly there's guys I, don't find, but I, I just want to sit in my truck and wait till my kids are up and go enjoy it you know Rather I'm than... going to read this. I'm going to read this to you guys. I took a snapshot of it. I don't know if you could still, that issue, you can't see me, but uh, let me see where it's at. I snapshotted it. It says, this is funny, eight signs you're probably an extroverted introvert. One, <laughs> certain people drain you while others energize you. Check. Two, you find people both intriguing and exhausting. Right. Three, you love being alone but appreciate good company. Four, your energy levels are closely tied to your environment. Five, you would rather say what's on your mind than make small talk. True. Yes. Six, you enjoy socializing but always have an escape plan. And I, this is me. That's me to a T. 
Seven, you are selective with your people and your social calendar. Eight, people often mistake you for an introvert or an extrovert. Sorry. But yeah, I mean, that's uh, as funny as it is. That's, that's me to a T. Yeah. Me too. It really is. We don't get together. Sometimes you may never see us at a rodeo. Like, yeah. But <laughs> we'll hang out with our, we'll hang out with each other. You know, right. a couple other people. Like, if somebody knocks on the door, we get really quiet and <laughs> sit really still so we don't have to yeah. talk to anybody else. Just shut up. Do you, shut up. Do you, do you guys ever, when you're kind of walking through a crowd, I'll stick my phone to my ear and I'll be like, yeah, I'll be right there and kind of oh, walk real fast. No, see, I don't, I don't get seen like, like do you that, guys honestly. do. You're, you two are way more famous than I am. So like, Hey clown, Hey clown, it's my birthday. That That's what you get. That's, <laughs> don't, that's yeah, what I feel rump rump. I feel, I feel for you is because like, Hey clown, be funny. You know, and you're right. at the line at the dollar general with your, you know, cheese puffs and bottle of chocolate milk. And you're like, no. I'm in my Birkenstocks and shorts. Carpenter I, I jeans. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Your carpenter <laughs> jeans. I'm in my, my Luke Frank Finos and a t shirt. Okay. My KU t shirt. Uh, Sorry, they lost this weekend. But, you know, I mean, honestly, like, there's there's some people that rodeo that, uh, and I'll, I'll say it, Boyd. I get it. Boyd's been rodeoing for so long. Like, he never. At Belleville, he was there for four days. You never unhooked his pickup, and you never saw him except for when the rodeo started. Yeah, he's like a ghost. I don't even know how he moves around because you never see the door open of his trailer. Yeah, I don't mean that rude. What does he boy. even eat? I don't know. I heard besides maybe small children's souls. I was just gonna say, yeah. <laughs> I heard that if you get turned down for your announcer card, you stay on the back of Boyd's trailer until you <laughs> that's just and I Boyd, Boyd on your list this I want to say I love you. <laughs> All right, but, okay. All right, to wrap it up because I don't want to get we we're we're gonna have Luke on in Vegas. Um what are you gonna be doing in Vegas, Luke? I don't really know yet. Um, I will be maybe doing the pre-show or maybe doing um, the rodeo. But right now it's with two different companies. Uh, the pre-shows with one and the rodeos with the other. And okay. I'm I'm going to be I'm going to I guess is this politically correct. I'm going to whore myself out to the highest bidder. Yeah, Amen. we do that. Me and Hambo well, do that. Welcome day. to our world. So um, <laughs> welcome to the contract personnel side of the business. Um, right. Okay. All right. Here we go. I've got the top 15 here. Who, I'll put you on the spot, who is going to have the best NFR? Not win the world. Now now you have me having to look. Because okay. Yeah. Look, I, look, it, it is tough. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, obviously, you can't name the top 15 off the top of your head, but. I mean, I could do a pretty good job, but I'll forget somebody and they'll be like, why'd you forget me? Don't you like me? I thought we were friends. Oh, that's, Shut if up. you forget anything on a podcast, you will find out. Oh, yeah. The 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 general public will let you know. Listen, I'm going to – um, <clears throat> the best NFR, I'm going to go with my man from Robertsdale, Alabama, Kyle Irwin. Uh, I believe he's riding Tyson. Curtis Cassie's horse. like that horse a lot. Curtis always does a good job hazing. Um and Kyle hadn't been in a while. That man's hungry. I think he bulldogs, you know, he bulldogs like cattle probably as good as, as anybody. You know, he hits sideways, gets that nose early, and they come flying by him. All right. Will you give us a world championship uh, prediction? Will you do that? 
Yeah, it'll be somebody that's between one and fifteen. Oh, horseshit! Rodeo queen. Oh my god! <laughs> Don't rodeo okay. this here. World peace. I want world okay. peace. Okay, I got it. I got it. Let me see here. Uh, man, Stetson's coming in hot. Wag is hard to beat, but I'm gonna go with JD Struckness. That guy has not stubbed his toe all year. And it's been pretty phenomenal. Let, let the man, man from the Minnesota, the Minnesota Magic. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. And that is hard because you're, you know, it's like wag. It's like you, I mean, you or Sage or Stetson, you know, right. You know, how do you bet against the guy that kicks ass Cody old well, NFR? How do you, yeah. you know, at that, at that rodeo, at that rodeo, how do you go against somebody who Especially is when you proven know, themselves? And when you know those guys, so like, don't forget pro fantasy rodeo is coming up rump chat league <laughs> on, on our, and on our pro oh. fantasy rodeo, when we do that and we make our picks for pro fantasy rodeo, it's not that I'm picking anybody, but I have to make a team that fits. You know how that works? And like, I've had people be like, Hey, asshole, why didn't you buy me the bronc ride? I'm like, I don't have enough money, you know, like, right? To, to Shouldn't have done so good. Yeah. It's so, hard. did you hear about the newest uh, addition to the prize pack, Rump? Huh? Uh, dinner with Luke Branquino. Oh, that's on there. Do, wait, do do I have to buy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, chat, we don't really like to pay. Yeah. We only like to take in money. We don't really put it. No, out. we'll pay. I don't know. Uh, no, I'm just, I just made that up, folks. That is, out, <laughs> that is not true. That is not true. No, it's true. It's true now. <laughs> it's not true. But hey, uh, I know Luke's got a lot going on. He's in. No, uh, no, uh, I do. I got. I got a lot going on. I'm going to interrupt you because I got a podcast going. Not quite as good as this one. Um, it's True. gonna it's gonna yeah but it'll be there i mean pretty fast yeah, yeah like nine years probably <laughs> the luke branquino show um i got a little clip i'm gonna try to play it so I'm, I'm sure you guys could hear it but uh so you know we're i'm working with a great company um and they uh bitfire studios and bandit production they're kind of helping me out mm. doing a lot of stuff that i don't know what the hell i'm doing but they're they dang sure doing it let me see if i can find it just give me a second quit rushing me no you're fine so talk to us as you're looking so how how do people find this uh find the show luke so we are on youtube right now so, Perfect. so it's just simple it's the luke branquino show on youtube subscribe you know keep your ears open for new episodes we have a social media on instagram um you know, I, I, honestly, if it wasn't for this studio, I don't know where I'd be because I it's don't know anything about studio. it. I saw that. Yeah, Did you? it's cool as yeah. shit. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm jealous of of that. I wish we could do that. We could. All right, but we're never together. See, tell me if you could hear this. Nope. Negative. Oh man. I could hear it on my end anyway. I have my. Hey, I tell you what. I tell you what. Email it or send it to me, and we'll 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 edit it in. Okay. Oh yeah, that'll work. That'll be good. We will edit it in. Edit. So, Roads. Yeah. So, um, which is awesome because, like, my dad right now he's retired and he's he's farming. Um, he's helping, and so he let he he. There's a need for more. You know, people hammer us. We. They're kind of used to it now, but we don't go every week, and so we're getting so better. They they want they want more uh, content, and obviously you and your expertise and the way you can talk and and 
and entertain people because it's it's a good you're a good conversationalist. So that's awesome. Luke Branquino, YouTube. Check it out, everybody. Um, it's going to be badass podcast. I think you've already had what JB Mooney on and JB Mooney, Richmond champion, and then uh, Casey Lane, who is the general manager of the Teton Ridge Riders um, for the PBR teams. And I mean, I got some great guests. We're going to get Haley Kinzel, Bear Pasco, who you know is kind of new in the rodeo world. He married John W. Jones Jr.'s daughter. Katie um, has a Super Bowl ring with the New York uh, Football Giants. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, this guy eats and sleeps rodeo and he keeps at it, finds him a horse of fits him. He'll be at the NFR, I'd imagine. Yeah. So we also dude. have, yeah, and we also have some actor. I got some actor buddies, Matthew Reese. He plays Perry Mason on the Netflix show, um, Perry Mason. And he was in the Americans with his fiance or wife. I don't know what Carrie Russell, but anyway, he's a good dude. And we, oh, I mean, we he's married everything. to Carrie Russell. Yeah. You remember Felicity? she's hot, not Holy. Felicity. What was the name of that? Yeah, uh, she was Felicity. No, she wasn't. Yes, yeah, she was. was. She? Carrie Russell. Oh yeah, was she was Felicity, Felicity on yeah. USA, right? Oh yeah, yeah. trust me. USA, old yeah, school. Yeah, that was college days. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, we got people like that on, which has been awesome. You know, kind of get their insight from the outside of the Western lifestyle with Yellowstone on and and everything like that. That's awesome. Well, uh, we we implore our audience to go to YouTube and check out Luke Branquino. That's B-R-A-N-Q-U-I-N-H-H-O. Um, oh, show. For show. But um, this is just a start, y'all. We're, we're going to get, Luke, we would like to have you on during the NFR, if you could, we'll do with it. us. But, um, y'all, this is one of the greatest to ever to ever do it in, in, any, in any event. Five gold buckles. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that lightheartedly. I think it's awesome, and I appreciate you've always been nice to me. And when from when I was nothing to I'm still nothing, but um, to now. But I, I appreciate your friendship, and and uh, th- we we thank you for coming on. Well, I appreciate you guys, and, and like I said, I appreciate all you guys do, and congratulations on the nominations, and I'm pulling for you guys. All right, we appreciate it, bud. Get the uh, media word. I mean, honestly, ah, uh, yeah, we should. We should get the PRC media. Um, a quick question: uh, Do you shave your balls? Because if I you do, do um, <laughs> you need to go to Rump Chat. Uh, and go to Manscaped and Why? get go Rump Chat twenty. Get twenty percent <laughs> off your uh, lawnmower four point and your balls could unlook like your chin. Your balls will oh. thank you. Wait a second. Was that? Was that a question towards me or to the audience? Your to, to your you. chin, well, your chin. Um, I don't know if the carpet matches the drapes, but um, parts. Well, I don't shave them completely. I just do like a number. Three. Anywho, <laughs> oh, this is what makes my parents so proud. Um, so, uh, rodeopatch.com. You need something there. Uh, Pete Carr, Pete Carr Pro Rodeo. Congratulations to Pete. Pete, Petey's, uh, Petey's a uh, in a stock contractor of the year category. 26, 26 head of uh, bucking stock to the NFR. Oh, Pete. That's good. nine more than the very next company. Good for old Peter J. Good job, Pete. At least double of every other rodeo company. Pete Carr. A million dollars well spent. I hope his Amen. fingers healed up good. 
Um, oh, oh, real quick. Um, a big thank you to your dad, Luke. He saved my life on the Ranchero Vistadores ride. <laughs> I almost fell into a fire, and your dad caught me by the vest. Pulled um, you out. Yeah, I was pretty drunk, and I was sitting by this fire with Luke's dad and the guy who owns Marriott Hotels, um, Cotton Rosser, Mike Servey, and I don't know, eight other millionaires, <laughs> and Luke's dad. And I stood up, and I'd been drinking and sitting for a while. And you, how you know, you stand up. And for those who don't know, the Vista Dories ride is it's a whole nother podcast that does something. That's for sure. So um, anyway, and I tripped and I almost fell and he grabbed me and I literally was hanging there. And that big son of a gun saved my fat ass from falling into a fire. So uh, next time you see your dad, tell him thank you. He will not remember it, but tell him thank you. So I, I will. And before we go, I want to give my my dad Bronco shout out up for the Donita Barnes Life yes. Achievement Award. Seventy seven. And anybody who's anybody who is who is I mean, Bronco obviously ran his own rodeo company for years, but anybody who's went with Benny for that long deserves an award. Yeah. Hey, hey, anybody listen. Anybody that's been best friends with Benny Butler since nineteen seventy two. Yeah, give that man a plaque. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, Bronk Rumford. I can remember at a young age was one of the very first contractors and I was a nobody peon uh, and Bronk Rumford was just as nice and polite and kind to me as, as anybody. Um, so I, I applaud your dad too, because he, he was awesome to me when I was a nobody and, and I feel like I have a, a, a great relationship with him now, even with, the way everything has turned out in my career and, and for him. So he's yeah. obviously your, your dad is a stud. We're yep. proud of him. That's badass. Um, he's got my vote and I, I, he is, there's, it's a tough class. Cause there's a lot well, of, that's, a, that's, I would say that's the toughest vote every year because there's so many divert de deserving people that put in this business in. that have given their lives to this business. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and Jerry Wayne and, and, you know, Judy Olson, you know, and, um, uh, I can't remember who else is in that empty, um, Kay Blakely, I think. Yeah. Kay Blakely. There's a ton. Whoops. Uh, Luke fell down. Um, but anyway, again, but, uh, oh, and your, and your brother that, uh, Luke, your brother, who's, uh, lost like 8,000 pounds. Um, Tone Loke. <laughs> Tone. I am. I'm Tony don't look like no. Tony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> retirement but anyway but uh thank you brother appreciate you we're going to get you on again at the nfr so there's more from luke Barranquino. but uh thank everybody for listening and uh yeah enjoy go to luke Barranquino on youtube well of course wait, wait, there's wait. Gonna be the luke Barranquino show the luke rank well of course when you put in luke Barranquino, there's going to be a eight million um uh bulldogging runs so <laughs> but Look for the Luke Branquino show. Check it out. Uh, it's going to be awesome. And congratulations to everything. And uh, just thanks for being our friend. Love yeah. you. Love. Hey. We'll see you guys out in Vegas. Yes, sir. Adios. Thanks, fellas. <laughs>